among millions and millions of people. You are now tuned in to the Cyclones Podcast, where we focus on youth and high school basketball in and around Central Kentucky with interviews and basketball commentary from coaches, players, and basketball minds. And I'm your host, Coach Malik. Welcome to the Cyclones Podcast. I'm Coach Malik, and this is episode 16. For all my returning subscribers, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. If you're new here, Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget, leave a comment, review, or feedback. On the show today, we have Owen County girls basketball standout, Miss Lexi Moore. Lexi, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, it's taken us a couple of tries at this. Um, let, let's see if I can get it right this time, all right? <laughs> all right. I, I know you started classes back um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. How's classes um, being so far? They're good. You know, definitely different than what we're used to, but we're getting there. So for everybody out here who doesn't know who Lexi Moore is, tell me a little bit about yourself. So like you said, my name is Lexi Moore. I go to Owen County High School. I will be, I'm a junior this year, graduating class 2022. Um, basketball has pretty much been my entire life it's what I do all the time and if I'm not doing school or basketball I'm at home with my brothers my younger brothers I have a six-year-old five-year-old and two-year-old mm. so home is pretty chaotic most of the time <laughs> right. but you said basketball is pretty much your everything and then watching you play it's easy for me to see that in a game Tell me how you um, got into basketball. I've played basketball ever since I could walk. Um, I Growing up, I played with the boys. So I played in rec leagues and competitive leagues, but I played with the boys. So not nothing against the girls. It was just at that level, the boys were more competitive, and I got more out of playing with boys at that level than I did with girls my own age. Right. Now, ha- have you played other sports since you started playing basketball? Uh, when I was younger, I played soccer till I was about, I don't know, eight or nine. And I just, I didn't love it as much as I did basketball. Right. So, and then I think it was maybe fifth grade. I played one year of rec volleyball. And then fifth grade, I played one year of middle school softball, but nothing's like basketball, so nothing really stuck. Right, right. And, and, and speaking of the game, let's talk about some of the aspects of your game. What what are you working on improving um, going into the season this year? The biggest thing for me is foot speed and quickness. So mostly so I can prove my on-ball defense because – being the leader of my team, I'm counted on to be able to shut down the other team's best player. And if I don't have the foot speed to do that, then we're at a loss. And I can't do what my team needs me to do. Yes. So for me, being able to fill that role better than I have in the past is what 
is my key this summer. So let me ask you what aspects of the game comes easiest for you? I would say for me, scoring, mm. being able to get to the rim. Um, it's always just come easy. I don't know if it's my strength or what it is, but I've always been able to score at will. So what what is part of the game that has been most difficult for you to kind of master? Because in watching you play, you're pretty real, well-rounded in regards to the things that you can do. So what's been the most difficult thing for you to master? It would definitely be the defense, mm. like I said, with the improvement, the foot speed and being quick, because I've, I've never really been the fastest kid on the floor. So being able to keep up with those quick kids that have that first step on you has definitely always been the struggle for me. Right. And, and since you weren't really able to play any games this summer, um, do you feel like you still have been able to improve minus the competitive part of it? For sure. Um, practicing multiple days a week, you know, in the gym still all the time almost as much as I would have been if it would have been a normal summer. So I don't really feel like I lost anything other than the exposure, other than the college coaches. But skill-wise and improvement-wise, I don't really feel like I took a step back or that I lost any improvement. Well, I'm going to tell you just from the aspect of you working out with us this summer, these are the two areas that I think you've improved on. Your conditioning is where it needs to be at as opposed to this is just my opinion. Last year I just felt like your legs gave out on you a little bit because of that conditioning, right? Mm -hmm. And and also yeah. I think you are shooting the bit, the ball exceptionally well right now. So I think those two areas I actually can see the growth. Um, let, let me ask you this. Knowing what you know now, what do you wish you worked on more when you were younger? Shooting, mm. for sure. <laughs> I was improved that shooting before now. But, you know, I still got two years of high school left. So, I mean, I got time, but I wish I would have realized. I wish I would have realized how quick it goes mm. before it's already gone. Right. So. I think from a youth aspect, that's one of the underestimated things in regards to what people work on is good form, sound mechanics. If you can get that taken care of early, you know, when you get to be a sophomore or a junior, I think the game is a whole lot easier if you can put that ball in the basket. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's let's take a look at last season a little bit. Um from most perspectives, I would say overall the season was a success. Fifth district title in a row, um, a trip to the region where y'all lost in the second game, and more so I think what I've seen is a lot of growth as a team. Um, tell me some of the highlights of last season for you. Well, obviously the fifth district title and making it through past the first um, game at regions, which – our school hadn't done in a couple years. But the biggest thing for me was, like you said, the growth. We had three starters who last year had not started, but not even had very many varsity minutes. Mm -hmm. So they coming up and accepting that role and being able to run with it like they did 
was definitely one of the biggest things for me. And we're still young. So those girls coming off the bench, being able to hold their own like they did was the biggest accomplishment in my book. Now, now on a personal note, um, you reached some big milestones last season, Um, a thousand points for your career, um, which I still shake my head about in regards to how quick you've done it, as well as being named All-State. First, let me say congratulations. Um, I know you're not one to harp on individual successes, but what motivates you to keep getting better as a player and not dwelling on those past successes? Because I know that my team needs me, and the team successes are more important to me than individual successes. Yeah, the awards and the all-region and all-district and the 1,000 points, yeah, those are cool. But I want to do things with my team. I want to go to state. I want to get out of region. I want to make people not only say, not only know my name, but know my team's name. Mm. And in order to do that, I know that I can't just be satisfied with what I've accomplished. Right. I know that I have to do more so that they will know my team's name too. Right. So let's look at um, into the Cyclones crystal ball a little bit since we're talking about team. What would you say are the goals and expectations for the team next year? Uh, obviously, sixth district title. That's the goal. And this year, we were moved back into all A, where last year we were moved out into the 2A because of enrollment numbers. This year we were moved back. So the goal for there is to make it, not only to make it to or All-A State, but to get to All-A State. And then the big goal is to get out of region, mm-hmm. to win that region and go to Rupp. And also to not only to see the same improvement and the same growth that we saw last year. Right. Because we – this is the last year with three of our girls. We're losing three seniors this year. So we have to make sure that we can accomplish our goals this year, but also not go down next year. So right. We've got to make sure that those girls who are going to be coming up and have to step up next year are seeing that growth and getting that experience now so that we don't lose anything when those girls go away. Right. And, and that's one thing that's hard to replace on a basketball team is experience. Um, that, that's just tough. Now, let me ask you, do do you have any pregame rituals or traditions? No, not really. No, not that. No certain shoe I mean, or sock or nothing? No. I mean, I listen to music right <laughs> up until I have to take my earbuds out, but that's pretty much it. Right, right. So tell me about, a pra- one of the worst practices that you've had to endure? <laughs> mm, that's a hard one. Because um, most of the practices, our practices are pretty tough. Um, the hardest thing for us is would obviously be preseason track. Mm. That would definitely, those days are pretty rough. But in the gym... I remember one day we were scrimmaging. We weren't having a very good day. And Klein finally just had enough and put us on the line. Yeah, that was a pretty rough Pretty rough. (laughs) Overall track is the hardest. Preseason conditioning. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this: If you didn't play basketball, what sport would you like to play? I guess the next closest thing would be soccer, mm. just because of the pace. Right. Because nothing else is up fast. I mean, I tried volleyball, and that was too slow. It was, they're just too much standing around for me. Right. I gotta be moving, and soccer is the next closest thing to basketball. So, what is the what is that draw? to basketball for you um like for me I think it was when I was growing up and even now I think it's the competitiveness of it yeah it, same with you it'd definitely be the competitiveness just I mean you compete in other sports but it's nothing like competing in basketball you're going head to head the whole time I mean sometimes the competitiveness even gets personal but and the, I guess it would be the friendship mm. and everything, every team I've ever been on, we're just like one family and it happens so quickly. Right. Like as soon as you get on that floor and you play with those girls, you instantly get that connection. Right. And for me, it's just been the one thing is the, when I step on that floor, the game, like I understand it so well, like. I can read people so well, and it, I just understand it. Right. So being able to understand it and competing and doing it with girls that aren't only my teammates, but like sisters to me, it's just always been fun. Right. Yeah, so, and, and and like you said, once you have that IQ of the game and, and you're out there, it just becomes – it's just simple. The game becomes so simple. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. So, so let me ask you, give me give me a couple of tough players you've played against um over the course of your career to where you stayed up at nights like, yeah, this is going to be a tough one. That uh Maya Jenkins mm. from Anderson County. For sure. And hmm, I would say she is the toughest one in our region. That night before the second region game, definitely one of those nights where you stay up and you're like, "Yeah, this is going to be a good one." Right. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, with the exposure AAU circuit, I mean, all those players that you play against are tough because they're all out there. They've got college offers, and colleges are coming to watch them. So definitely, you definitely know when you step out on an AAU floor that it's not going to be the same as a high school floor. And that's for multiple reasons. Right. And most of the time the teams and players are tougher because they're made up of star players from their high school team. So it's not just like you have that one player that you've got to shut down. Right. They're all the players that you got to shut down. And you don't have a scouting report. So you just got to go out there and adjust as you go. Right. So I would definitely say that I'm used to playing against tough players. Speaking of AAU and exposure, and, and I know that it's easy for the lines to get blurred in regards to chasing offers or getting better. How do you stay um, humble and dedicated not to become, oh, man, I'm just chasing offers and switching teams and stuff like that, and keep that understanding that you just have to get better? Well, the one thing, the team concept, you know, I feel that 
with with the exposure that I can bring more things to my team. So if I'm bringing coaches to come watch me, they're also going to be watching my teammates. That's right. So I know, like, Gracie, she's also in the exposure and she wants to go play college ball. So if I were to just up and take my talent somewhere else and just focus on me, then the coaches that I can potentially bring in won't be able to see her or Natalie or Abby or Laurel or anybody else that has aspirations to go to college. That's right. So I definitely think about them before myself, which is why, why I need to get better and why I don't sit on just the fact that I have accomplished those things and that I have gotten offers and just think about myself because they have dreams too. That's and right. If I can bring opportunities for them, then that's what I want to do. And, and speaking of your teammates, um, you know, from a team perspective, next year is going to be a big year for y'all because um, three of those individuals will be seniors. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me that that um, feeling that you have that you know this unit, as close as y'all are, are soon going to be, you know. Uh, split and departed yeah it's not a good feeling at all because you know since I moved to Owen County in fifth grade they've been my best friend that's right so basketball aside I mean it's tough I mean they're my friends and they're I'm not going to get to see them as much as I usually do I mean when school's in we see each other almost every single day and even now that school's all virtual with practice and hanging out and all kinds of stuff, I still see them most of the days of the week. So, and then you come back to basketball and the thought that this is their last season and you want to make it everything that you've dreamed of and everything that especially that they've dreamed of, mm-hmm. kind of makes me want to work even harder. Right. Because this is their last chance. They don't get another year after that like I do. That's right. So, and I know what it would feel like to be able to want those things and not get them and know that you don't get another chance. Right. So for me, I want to do this for them. I want to get better for them because I don't want them to experience that feeling of they didn't accomplish it and they don't get another chance. Right. So let's talk about the summer a little bit. We spoke about it earlier that you have come and work out with the Cyclones program pretty much for the majority of the summer once we – Um, got clearance after COVID. Um, Tell me some of the things that you like most about the Cyclones program. It's definitely the intensity of the workout. You know, they're always upbeat and going, and we're going game speed, and we're doing things. We're not just lollygagging around and going through the motions. And then the fundamental breakdown, the skill work. So the footwork. And you're not just doing drills to do them. We're doing them right, and we're doing things that we would do in a game. So do do you feel like um, the the summer with the Cyclones has helped you evolve a little bit more in regards to your game? Yes, definitely. Well, you you make us look good, though. You know, if someone sees that you've been working out with us, I'll just take a little more credit than I actually deserve. So. So, so Lexi, let, let me ask you this. You'll be a junior next year. Um, 
like you said, things are going by real fast. And with COVID, it kind of seemed like we jumped a year. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Last year seemed so far away. Um, mm-hmm. w- what are you looking at in regards to college destination? Not specific school, but what level would you like to play on? Um, I don't really know yet. I don't. I'm not like you know D1 or bus. Definitely not because in the end, yeah, I'm gonna go play basketball in college. But the education, mm. really, what it is for me. So I want to go somewhere where, yeah, I'm going to make an impact and I'm going to fit in on the basketball level. But I also want to go somewhere that's going to get me prepared for life. That's right. For my career, to start the family. Because, I mean, although we don't like to think about it, at some point, basketball is going to end. Yes. And I need a college or a university that's going to prepare me for that time when basketball ends. And I have to move on and get a career, and buy a house, and be ready for life. Right. So, I mean, the level, yeah, I want to play somewhere where I can compete, and I'll compete until the very last game of my career. But I also want to go somewhere that is going to fill my education needs. I don't want to go somewhere just because of their basketball program. That's right. So, so what are you looking at? Do you have any vision in regards to what you would like to do or what you would like to major in um, once you do go to college? Physical therapy. Physical therapy. So you, you are, are you going to try to translate, carry that over into the sports world or just uh, in general? Well, as of right now, my plan is to do pediatric physical therapy. So physical therapy for children. So... I haven't really set on that, but as of right now, that's what I want to do. Right. Um, would you, by any chance, would you having three younger brothers um, put you in the place to where you want to do things for children? Yeah, I would definitely say that because they have needed physical therapy and all kinds of physical therapy because of where they came from when we adopted them three years ago. They, did, they didn't come from a very good situation. And I think that's kind of opened my eyes to how many kids that are like that. And I have seen what the exposure and what the helping them, how much improvement they've gotten being with us. And I just feel that every kid who's in that position, or even if they aren't in a bad home and they just didn't get blessed with the genetics that we have, that they should have that chance of growth. That's right. That's well, right. I would definitely say that they have impacted me wanting to help kids. Also, have a younger brother that plays basketball as well, right? Yes, um, he's fifteen, and and he's pretty good in his own right, correct? Yes. So now here's the big question: Is he still little brother on the basketball court, or is he big brother on the basketball court? I mean, size-wise, he's like 6'5", but I can still beat him up most of the time. Most of the time? Well, the way it sounds, if he keeps growing the way he's growing, that that's going to be very limited here soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Lexi, I'd like to thank you for joining me. Um, great, great talking to you. Um 
Hopefully, when I take these headphones off and listen to this, we won't have any more problems. Like I said, we've been trying to get this together for a while. But thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. To everyone listening, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. Please share with a friend, relative, or colleague. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and leave a review. For Lexi Moore, Owen County Lady Rebels, I'm Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast.